Hello, I'm Charlotte Watts. Welcome to these podcasts that were first broadcast live in my Facebook group, Charlotte Watts Calm. Hope you enjoy them. And if you want more, please look at my website, charlottewattshealth.com. Hello, for those of you who are listening to this, uh, what will be a podcast during the coronavirus, um, this is going to be useful information to help you have that confidence as well and that feeling that you're being able to do something to look after yourself that can also help bring down any sense of uh, fear that we're out of control. We don't have our own self-protection to bring along. So this advice can help you um, be doing stuff, not in a kind of overly stressed or way that adds into fear, but just in a sense of like tending, tending to yourself, tending and befriending yourself. And whether you are listening to this in this time or any other time, all of this advice is good for the respiratory system and the immune system at any time. So it's always stuff that we can be doing to help ourselves as as part of everyday life anyway and all good stuff to do at home. So I'm going to start by explaining kind of what I'm going to cover here. Some of that will be specifically about the the architecture of our breathing, not just how we breathe um, in terms of the our physicality, our chest, our diaphragm, our throat, around and inside the head, the nasal passages, the mouth, but also in terms of how the nervous system feeds into this because our our states in terms of the nervous system have a massive implication of how we are breathing and the quality of our breath. And that has massive implications in how much oxygen we're able to take in, how much our mucus membranes, our passages are able to heal and repair and stay fully able to have their natural self-protective measures going on. So that's that's a really key part. The immune system part, then we will also bring in nutritional stuff. Um, and that is also part of the breath as well. So the reason I've called this kind of respiratory and immune stuff is to really highlight that we don't have separate body systems. Our respiratory system isn't something separate to our immune system, separate to our nervous system. And then you can we can add here, particularly this subject into digestive health as well. But I will do something separately on, on how digestive health is so important this time for immune capacity. So we're talking here at at really looking at our whole being, how we breathe and how that is inherently linked into our immune system um, and how that's all orchestrated by our nervous system, which is really very much about our relationship to the world. So our nervous system is constantly relaying the information from our thoughts internally or what's happening in the world externally. Um, And it's our constant response to how safe or unsafe we feel. So that's a very interesting point in this time. So fostering how safe we can feel in this time where there's huge amount of fear going on has a massive impact on how we breathe. So we have two main kind of states of breathing, if you like. Um, We can simply put those into kind of primary breathing and secondary breathing. Our primary breathing is where we have the most easeful breath. 
So it's the breath we can most easily do when we're in relaxed states. It's where we breathe down, further down into the body, into the diaphragm, into the belly. And it's where the chest and shoulders don't need to get involved. And it can be a lot more spacious, more steady, easeful and slow. Um, And that way we can be really efficient in the way that we breathe because we're not using up much more physicality of holding muscles in tension to do so. So it also allows us to really feel that we can fully occupy the out breath and the out breath in and of itself is a signal for us to be able to calm down if we're able to breathe out fully and just go ah sigh out then there's a signal to the body that we must be safe and we can carry on with soft spacious breath and that allows us to be open in the chest it allows us to move the diaphragm more easily it allows a lot more movement around the midsection of the body where we're able to move the diaphragm Um, and that's actually where we can go into nervous system states that are more parasympathetic so that's rest and digest healing detoxification states of the nervous system And that's actually where we do heal things, you know, tissues in the lungs heal, where immune components are able to build up again. And we're not just in a more survivalist fighting mode. We're much more in kind of a thriving rather than surviving mode. So the opposite tone to that, we go into sympathetic, into the stress response. And that's where we go into fast, high, tight breathing up into the chest and the shoulders and that's where people get held into this posture his shoulders up to the ears and it, you can hear my voice when I've done this I'm taking my shoulders up to my ears and you can hear my voice it's got higher it's got tighter it's got a bit faster even and when I relax my shoulders then naturally my voice sounds like it can become lower it can become more spacious and that really reflects how secondary breathing is part of the stress response it keeps breath up and tight it keeps us tight around the chest it keeps us tight around the throat it makes breath that is more tight and fast and is more dominated on the inhalation Um, And that's to keep us excited in the stress response, excited to be mobilised, to be ready to deal with anything that's a threat coming in. And that's really useful when we do have threat around us. But let's notice in, in, in our homes, although we might have a lot of stressful stuff coming in, uh, news, information, etc. If you look around your room, like my room now, there might be a pandemic going on, but right here and now, I am safe. And that information allows us to come down back into the exhalation and sigh out. And that's really important information for breathing practices that help the respiratory and immune system anytime, and particularly during these times where we do need to have that constant reassurance that we're safe. So I'm putting my hands onto my chest here, this place of breathing and my heart to just give that signal that it's okay. Things are okay. Even rubbing there somewhat. So that with breathing practices that are are really necessary in modern life often is really focusing on the exhalation, really allowing that full out breath that brings us back down into calmer states that allows 
the inhalation to then come in most efficiently comes in not because we're grasping at it and getting our, our brain more excited, going to more hypervigilant tones, but just at the full exhalation, that it goes all the way to the end of the exhalation, then allows a very easeful inhalation to come in. And that's where we can have this, this balance between the inhalation and the exhalation that most easily takes on breath. It's where we can also most easily come to nasal breathing, breathing through the nose. And that's particularly important with the inhalation. So when we inhale through the nose, we warm up the air. It becomes much more able to, to when it meets the airways um, that they don't constrict. It's, it takes on, it, it makes us able to take on the oxygen more easily, but it also makes us able to produce something called nitrous oxide that allows oxygen to be uptaken by uh, cells much more easily in the respiratory tract and the lungs. So even if you're able to inhale through the breath and inhale through the nose and exhale through the mouth, then that's really helpful. That really helps to open up passages and your uptake of oxygen. And it's also helpful to sound. So to make noises like an ah sound or an ooh sound or a hum, mm, really vibrates all the passages and helps the, the health of the mucous membranes. And those noises have shown to be very calming for the nervous system because they, they help activate the vagus nerve, which is down here, but by, behind the ear, down down into the side of the neck and down into the body. And that also helps with our overarching, self-soothing sense of potential for calm. So it's a really good idea to lay down and do some breath practices every day, laying down so that you're not having to hold up your body from gravity, that your diaphragm can move. You can place your hands on your diaphragm area, so around the position of the lower ribs, and simply feel your breath there without needing to force or do anything, but just giving yourself the opportunity to really feel you can let the exhalation ah, come out to its, its full capacity without forcing or pushing. And making ah sounds, ooh sounds, mm, anything that just sighs out and yawning and stretching, just yawning and stretching as is feels natural. It's called pandiculation. It really helps to reset the nervous system and the breath. And then you can also, particularly if you feel quite collapsed in the chest, which is really common for modern postural patterns, or when we feel that we need to curl in in self-protection, that there's not enough room for full breath of the diaphragm at the front. So particularly if you tend to work um, hunched over, you can lay on the ground, knees bent, or even feet up onto, uh, legs up onto a chair with a roll blanket at the bottom of the shoulder blades. It's about bar bra strap area. And that just helps to create some opening in the chest an opening in the diaphragm. And that really helps you to come to a breath that's full, that's open, where you don't have where you are fully supported. You don't have to be holding up through the muscles and the fascia um, of the chest and the posture. Also move around into the jaw and the face quite regularly into the tongue. So you can rotate the tongue, you can rotate the nose when you're laying down, just free up all of these areas around the airways, the breath passages, and into the mouth, in the palate. 
and that really helps the health of the mouth um, of, of the mucus passages around there and has that overall calming of the nervous system that's so important. So we'll look at some lifestyle stuff that's really helpful, really easy to do for the whole health of our mouth and thus our health down into the lungs. And oral hygiene is incredibly important for the whole body um, and particularly for the stuff that is coming in around the nasal passages and the mouth. So cleaning your teeth, flossing. And doing that kind of several times a day. Also doing that before eating, not after. So if you're going to brush your teeth after food, do leave it an hour so that you let the acids in the food that you eat um, have, have come away. Let the saliva break those down away from enamel of the teeth. You can also use a mouthwash, not too harsh one, one that's natural that you might get from more of a natural health food shop. There's uh, lots available that aren't so harsh, but whatever works for you in terms of your oral hygiene and keeping your gums really healthy. Um, it's, I often um, make kind of a really strong chamomile tea um, and let it cool down a bit and just swill that around my mouth because it's shown to be incredibly good for gum uh, gum disease and is really good for the, the mucus linings around the mouth. So you can also gargle with that um, and you can gargle with salt water um, which is a really old school way of uh, looking after your throat, your mucous membranes. Um, and one study showed that someone who, if, if you gargle three times a day with warm salt water, it's said to reduce upper respiratory tract infections by about 40%. So it's a really tried and tested um, support for the respiratory system and the immune system, but also is easy to do. And it does also engage the vagus nerve. It is very self-soothing. So again, it has that, uh, that, uh, that anything vibration around here. So singing is also really good. I saw a, a bloke on the news last night who's doing kind of big choir singing groups online. So even if you sing around the house to your favourite songs or just sing anything uh, with friends online, it, that really helps to get the breath going and or and support all of all of the the environment around your your throat and your mouth. Adding to the salts thing, um, having baths with salts and putting eucalyptus oils, citrus oils in there, breathing that in. Um, it's a kind of larger version of what we used to do when I was young, which is put, you know, put your head over a, a bowl of, of steaming water with, uh, it was albasol then or eucalyptus oil and your head over. So any kind of steam coming in is really helpful. Epsom salts baths also help to calm the whole nervous system but it can be any salts that you add in there um and anything like that that helps um support baths are particularly useful because they help support the whole physicality or floating around the chest area so it can be really helpful to have that that support away from gravity to help breath if that's become tight either from stress or because of inherent respiratory issues that you have one thing you can buy as well, hopefully you can still buy, is a ceramic salt pipe. Um, it's a kind of version of something that uh, would be used Ayurvedically. But you get these little ceramic salt pipes that you breathe in. Um, so they're really good for people just to train breath. You you kind of draw on it with salt and then you, you, you exhale. Um, and I gave one to my daughter when she had kind of some respiratory issues when she was younger. And it, it incredibly helpful because it also focuses the breath, particularly for people who are not used to doing daily breath practices. 
So adding into this uh, looking after the mucous membranes uh, in the mouth, um, having warm drinks, not too hot, so they don't really interfere with that. Because remember, in the wild, we wouldn't be getting really, really hot drinks, but something warm, which, you know, we also probably wouldn't get, but it's it's much more supportive. So um, herbal teas um, are really useful to drink really regularly, partly because of their inherent properties that they can bring. Many, many are antibacterial, antiviral, uh, and, and and our expectorants, so licorice tea, is has a particularly long usage for respiratory issues and immune issues and regulating stress hormones. It's also an expectorant. It can bring up excess mucus. It's really useful in the morning to have because it's also quite uh, energising. Also, ironically, because it regulates stress, it's often in, in sleep teas as well. Um, but it does often tend to bring up mucus in the morning, which is uh, a really useful you can gargle salt and then have some licorice tea and if you tend to have a bit of phlegm mucus that can help bring it up clear clear the airways and to support immunity there it's also quite delicious um so you can licorice tea um has a long uh, history of use traditionally but there are many many herbs that have use in in the immune system and the respiratory system so for instance peppermint oil um which is also known to clear the airwaves um and thyme and oregano those are things that you can really easily grow at this time as well when you've got time at home um less in the shops um if you can just get some pot plants or seeds of peppermint then the oils are much fresher and you can smell them sniffing you know peppermint thyme oregano plants um or any other herbal plants with those kind of volatile oils are really helpful for the respiratory tract and, and the same with their essential oils as well. Same with lemon oil. Um, lemon and its particular antioxidant, limonene, has a, a long history with respiratory tract and immune support. And you can rub and sniff an orange. It's our orange peel. It's incredibly waking up for the brain, but also does have that very potent way of just waking up the nerve endings up right up into the nasal passages as well. And it's very, very also very good for appetite regulation, which when you're at home um, might be something that's also useful to you. So including citrus in your diet and lots of fresh herbs if you can so there's something you can be growing as well which is a lovely thing to do when you're at home um are also incredibly helpful having lots of greens and antioxidants generally in your diet help um respiratory system and, Im and immune system so there's many many antioxidants in the um natural world and we need all of them and we need a vast array of them. So you can we can mention them. I've mentioned limonene. I'm going to mention another one in a minute. But we do need you know them in vast amounts. So basically, if we're eating lots of, you know, as many vegetables, fruit as we can kind of lay our hands on and herbal teas and spices, particularly ginger, it's warming. It wakes up and opens up airways and circulation lymphatics around uh, the respiratory tract and garlic because of the the allium the antibacterial antiviral action there I want to be really clear about kind of advice that's been given out as well is that it's often i noticed particularly with garlic that 
a lot of people have been putting out the garlic is, you know, has many potent effects for the immune system, including being an antiviral, which it is. What is being refuted there, um, particularly in the press who kind of putting out that, that you know, don't don't just think that garlic is going to be a, a highly protective antiviral co- for coronavirus, is that difference between seeing something that will kill off for coronavirus and actually that is something incredibly supportive for your immune system. So what we're talking about here is not looking at all of these things in will it kill coronavirus, but rather looking at actually what can I do to support my immune capacity overall. And that means that we, when we're exposed to viruses, bacteria, whether it's coronavirus or something else, we are constantly exposed to them all the time. Um, and what we can most do to help ourselves is support our immune capacity, our respiratory capacity, our nervous system health, our digestive health, to ensure that if we do get things, if we do get you know this virus or another, then it doesn't oh it doesn't overburden on our immune system to the point that we struggle to cope. Um, and that may ameliorate symptoms. I mean, you know, we don't fully know with that, but it's really important to have that self-care, that knowledge of how we look after ourselves. And that actually helps you to relax in the fact that you are looking after yourself. And that is a, you know, a, a source of self-support, a source of, you know, I am, I'm okay here as much as I can be in, in these times. And that helps you to relax and bring down any heightened nervous system responses and any hypervigilance. So yes, even though you might see signs saying garlic won't do anything, um, that doesn't mean don't include it to support your nervous system. Just have a, you know, an understanding of what it means to support ourselves during this time. So in along that vein, hydration is one of the most important things we can do in terms of the immune system and in terms of respiratory health. When we are dehydrated, we tend to produce histamine more. That's part of the inflammation cascade, which also tends to racing mind because it's a, it's a an excitatory neurotransmitter. And particularly for me, like coming into hay fever season, it's quite interesting to see, you know, what is a cold, what is, you know, hay fever. I always get it very, very early. Um, and what might be something else. So keeping hydrated is one of the key things for keeping histamine levels down um, and for, for preventing that mucus production that can also come as a result of hydration. So our body kind of overcompensating with a, with more mucus when we feel dehydrated. So hydrating between meals with these teas, which we can sip often, which just clears out anything coming into the airways, clears out coming anything into the mouth. So we swallow it down to be killed off by the gastric juices, by um, stomach acid, rather than it, it coming kind of further into, into the, the bloodstream. And also having soups and stews. Um, so we can pile those in with garlic, with ginger, with cruciferous vegetables like cabbage and kale. And I see lots of people are not buying Brussels sprouts in the shops. So, you know, find a way to to, to utilise those. Um, but they have lots of sulphur chemicals in them that are sulphur compounds like sulfurophanes and uh, glycosic. Glyc- I can never say this one. Glyc- glyc- 
Oh, no, I'm not going to try. Uh, sulfur compounds that are highly supportive for clearing out wastes in cells and supporting our detoxification capacity, which is really crucial for respiratory and, and, and immune health. And also, um, yeah, garlic and onions having a, a compound in them called quercetin, um, which is uh, really supportive for immune system and 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 often used as a a, a key anti-inflammatory uh, for heavy for raw, for rhinitis for any kind of inflammation around the sinuses and and the respiratory tract. And quercetin is also fa- fa- found in tea, in onions and in uh, apples in particular. So if you can get hold of apples, then um, I do have those. They're, they're, they're incredibly good in so many ways for, for respiratory and immune health and also digestive health, clearing out stuff that we want to eliminate through high levels of pectin, that soluble fibre through the digestive tract. To recap there then, there's... Lots of stuff you can do to support your respiratory and immune health. Breathing to focus on the exhalation, to focus bringing stress levels down, to allow your breath to drop down into your full diaphragmatic movement for your lungs to be able to take in their most capacity of breath. Posture to lay down and help support your opening up of your diaphragm at the front and front of your chest, sounding with R sounds, with OO sounds, and helping exhalation to come out fully with with a sound or a sigh, moving into your face or your jaw to help your whole of your breathing capacity and release stress, gargling salt water, gargling with chamomile tea as well and swooshing that around your mouth good oral hygiene and a natural mouthwash epsom salts baths oils like eucalyptus whether that's in an epsom salt bath whether that's just sniffing um or having that in a, a steam bowl warm drinks particularly uh herbs like licorice peppermint thyme oregano whether that's in teas whether that's sniffing whether that's in foods that really help to uh support passages support your immune and your digestive health and your respiratory health um and then soups and stews and and making sure you're hydrated to keep down inflammatory responses so that you have either soups and stews that are loaded with antioxidants like ginger, garlic, cruciferous vegetables, glucosilinates is the compound, sulfur compound in those, and also herbal teas between meals. So hope that's been helpful to you. Do send in any more questions. I'm going to cover next sleep and uh, more stuff to help bring down uh, heightened nervous systems and help bring us to a state of of calm. Lots of lifestyle stuff and movement stuff that you can do there. Um, But do send any more questions in as well and we'll cover those over the coming weeks so i hope you're okay out there and uh lovely to see you in in some capacity take care bye